This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. That one you're dedicated to all the bicycle riders, seen? Bicycle rider, bicycle rider. Good morning and welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio Program for, I believe, Monday the 20th of July 2015. And thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour of current affairs and my name's Chris. We're uh, Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a uh, community radio show about uh, cycling and related transport issues coming from Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And uh, probably many of us are getting a little bit sleep deprived this time of year. It's into the second week of the tour, looking at the final week of uh, Tour de France next week. Yeah, for those of us who really aren't into pro cycling, but into watching the amazing scenery, cows, uh, butter, troll DJ, and all the peripheral wonderful things that go with watching, um, you know, another country and, and an amazing race. That, uh, you know, I think it was at Andre Greipel got up last night. Look, I was kind of half watching last night. I've been a bit of a tour watcher for well over 15 years or so, and um, it was pretty damn good last night. Anyway, on the show today, um, the interview um, I did earlier with Tim Goldbury from the Bicycle Channel, and he's going to be talking a bit about what they've been up to. And um, you probably would remember that um, Val did an interview with Tim oh, just over two years ago. So this is a bit of a recap on um, what Tim's been up to and some of the amazing videos he's made you know, with the uh, character of Murphy Slaw and um, Annabelle and a whole bunch of stuff he's been doing. And you probably noticed in the media that we've had a bit of a kite-flying exercise from the Lord Mayor of Melbourne about uh, banning riders from particular streets in the CBD. And uh, I think that's been pretty much snuffed out but it's one of those things that get um you know again it gets uh, brought up in the media and it's not really the issue if there's a vulnerable road user we should be looking at or maybe the authority should be looking at um looking at uh, fixing up the situation instead of banning them i mean if you apply that uh, mentality or that kind of illogicality to a lot of other things um it doesn't really work does it okay and in big news okay the uh Wellington Street, uh, half of Copenhagen Lane is open. And yeah, I heard so far that people are enjoying this in uh, Collingwood. We still got to get the northern part of that built, and we're supposed to have four more of these so far in the Yarra Bike Strategy. But um, I think for these things, the first hurdle is the hardest. It's the mentality of getting over, of um, giving over or sharing space with other road users, seeing that Australia has a obvious uh, predetermined um, thing for allowing cars everywhere and uh, other road user kind of user perspectives are kind of lost in that mix. And um, big news too, in the city of Yarra on uh, tomorrow night will be a meeting of the general meeting and part of that general meeting will be an agenda item to discuss funding for uh, finally fixing up that tail end of the uh, Mary Creek shared path that uh, many people would know terminates for some strange reason at the uh, Russell train station. 
So uh, a little bit more about that in the rest of the program. And um, there's a petition we've got out at the moment to uh, to the City of Yarra, and that's on change.org. And you just chuck in Mary Creek and Yarra Bicycle User Group, and you should be able to find that. It's almost up to 300 signatures. So I'm just going to take a break, and we'll go straight into the interview with Tim Goldsbury from the uh, from the Bicycle Channel. The Rothschilds films captivated audiences in the 1970s and 80s with their unique brew of eroticism, surrealism and subversion. 3CR's own Planet X presenter Simon Strong has literally written the book on Barofchik. Come along to Long Play Cinema and Bar on Wednesday 22nd of July as we present a special Radiothon fundraiser super enhanced book launch spectacular for Unquiet Dreams, the best jury of Valerian Borovchik. There'll be screenings of rare Borovchik material and discussions with the leading lights from the Melbourne Cinematic Underground, plus cheap books. Check the Facebook page for more details. All proceeds to the 3CR Radiothon. Don't forget to tune in to Planet X at 11.30pm every Thursday. Uh, Isn't this the best? Man and machine cruising down the highway. This is what it's all about. Freedom. Freedom to go where you want, when you want. Just like in a car commercial. My name's Tim Golby from the uh, Bicycle Channel. How'd you come into doing this stuff for the Bicycle Channel? Well, I've, I've worked in television all my life. Becoming a bit of a, a fan of looking at cycling stuff on the internet, I, I guess I kind of got a bit upset or disillusioned because a lot of it was very negative. A lot of the stuff is just people with GoPros filming angry motorists and and the like and after watching that I thought I, what I really liked what I would like to see on the internet was uh, a lot more positive videos and images of, of what, what cycling is all about. Uh, what I was seeing was not what I was experiencing so I think in essence that's what I was trying to show is my joy of cycling and, and put it out there in a, uh, in a form that I can I sort of know how to put together. Yeah, because um, what would be one of the earliest videos that you did? The first one that I put out was how many cars did I pass today, which I experience just about every day on a morning commute. It's, it's, it's nothing new and everybody, there's a lot of cyclists out there that experience that, but no one had really sort of made note of that and an extraordinary number of cars that you pass every day. So I just decided to do that and it was a big hit and still is probably the, the, the biggest, most popular video that I've made as well. This time I'm on the bike. Let's see how many cars I can pass today. Yeah, because you've done some really good ones. What, one of your offsiders to do with, you know, you know how to set up your bike riding... Pull me in here. Uh, yeah, a mini rider. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah, we got her in there to sort of uh, show people some of the the easy parts of bike maintenance because there's a lot of people out there who just don't know how to change a tire. You know, they they get a puncture and they just race straight down to the bike shop. And these are things that you know, when I was a kid, were just it was just 
a rite of passage to learn how to change a tyre on your bike. It doesn't seem that hard. I guess we felt that there were people who just haven't learned, haven't had that opportunity to learn, especially now when kids seem to be riding far less than they used to. Those lessons are not, not occurring. So uh, we decided to do something about it and try and, instead of some geeky old bike nerd showing them how to do it, we just thought, get a young, young girl who, who's worked out how to do it and, and just see what happens. And that's how we came up with it, the idea of that. Yeah, because it's just basically looks like set up in a really nice lounge room and here's your bike and how you, how you can fix it up yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's uh, like I always say, it's not rocket science. <laughs> Hi, welcome to How To with Mini Rider. Today we'll be learning how to repair a punctured tube. To do this, you'll need a set of three tyre levers. First, remove the belt cap. And, and we've got to admit, how did you come up with the character of, you know, it's obviously play on words, we're talking about the character himself? Murphy's Law. Yeah, Murphy, Murphy's Law. I was... In the first video, I guess I, I pointed towards frustration happening with what's happening with bicycle infrastructure generally, but also in my, you know, I live in uh, Mooney Valley and uh, nothing's going on out there at all. It's just, that, you know, they promised a lot back in 2012 and they haven't, haven't done anything since. And there are a few sort of local, you know, commentators in the local rag who are sort of talking about uh, the all-powerful bike lobby, which is virtually non-existent out there anyway. So they were just making stuff up and just bad-mouthing cyclists and they, and they seem to have won is the feeling that I get. And I, it was just out of frustration and the, the, the very negative arguments that were coming out of all media about cycling and cyclists, I just kind of had enough. And I just, that was my way of fighting back, I suppose, was to create this character who kind of, yeah, he, he was just about everything bad in the media about, about aimed towards cyclists. Sometimes all you need is a little paint. No need for any of those fancy Copenhagen-style lanes. Just slap a bit of paint on the road and you've got yourself a bike lane. One little tip though. When you're building a lane, make sure the width of it is exactly the same as the width of a swinging door off a parked car. <laughs> That'll fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, you got the you got the characterisations down, Pat. I can tell you from some you know yourself. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, I oh, kind of these facets of ever, oh, quite a few people. No, no one within the city of Yarra may I say, um, if anyone's listening and think I'm being a bit point, no. Yeah, he's just like he's every like traffic engineer I've ever met, with the exclusion of city of Yarra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he was he was all a kind of a nerd who was sort of pro car and is not really and I think that that I think people get that feeling from Vic Roads in general as well is that it's a is they're supposed to be represent the roads but they seem to be representing the car and 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 nothing else and that nothing seems to change it does and I yeah I just wanted to sort of focus on that I suppose uh, I get the overwhelming feeling that the you know this sort of attitude they're not on the right side of history. Things will just I think events will just overtake that sort of attitude. Myself, I, I hope so. I hope so. It, it seems to be happening everywhere else in the world, but here at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll see. It, it is one of those things that eventually, once the momentum finally picks up, that it, it might change. So. Uh, yeah, and, and I think you know parody and making fun of these sort of issues is a way to help sort of people. You know people understand them you can sit there and whinge and complain about it all the time but I think it's it's nice to just sort of look at it from a you know from a light-hearted aspect and 
and make fun of it, I think, is, is a way that people can understand the arguments a bit better sometimes. Yeah, because humour is a very powerful weapon because it kind of deflates and yet float, throws another light on the, on the subject. I mean, the, the most recent one with thick head technology helmet, there's <laughs> obviously a lot of thought and a lot of core flute gone into that. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think we all remember. Was it late last year that, that, that it appeared there were pictures of this 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 smart helmet that someone had invented, and there was someone in, in Sydney who was, you know, some council was saying it was a great idea, and people weren't sure if it was they were making you know making fun of helmets or not or whatever. I think I think the clincher there was that they did mention that there was an e-tag built in their design. Anyone who's, if anyone had a notice that there was an, you can't use an e-tag on a bike because you're not going to be on a freeway. So they were clearly making, you know, it was a parody itself. And but people were kind of, even bike snob in New York wasn't sure if it was real or not. So I just decided to sort of make a make a commercial about the whole thing and try and you know try and sell the product and just ham it up as far as I possibly could. Are you too scared to ride a bicycle? Well, fear no more, because your safety is all in your head with the new Thickhead Super Smart Safety Helmet Plus. The new Thickhead Super Safety Helmet Plus isn't just a super safe helmet, it does everything else as well. Not only does it protect you... Yeah, well, I think you've done really well, because I really think if you know, this thing ever went into, you know, you got a, you know, a bit of funding and um, business angel, I reckon it, it it could rival a cultist roof, really. You know, for you know, if you could put good quality screen in it, I, I reckon you got you got a product here, mate. That's a world beater. It doesn't. I've got to say, it doesn't fit very comfortably on their head. It does tend to sway around a lot. So. It looks like the tail end of a few recumbents I've seen, where they put um, core flute on the back for you know a little bit of you know airfoil sort of thing on the back. But uh, it's 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 quite a production. The, the thick head helmet. Yeah, I did spend a few nights there sort of piecing it together, trying to work out how I was going to build the, the crazy thing. But, yeah, it came together. And it is based around... It's actually built on top of another helmet. So, yeah. Uh, and I had to sort of get it done quickly so I could actually use that helmet because <laughs> it was built into the, into the thick head, so... The, the 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 kind of lot like the um, cut in half water bottle at the front is just you know a piece of genius because it looks really good as a visor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, little it was a little Listerine bottle actually. Oh, yeah, I should yeah you should recognise the hand grip on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it, uh, yeah, it worked well. Worked so well. so what what next for Murphy Slaw? I don't know. I do get I get a bit of bit of feedback about him. A lot of people keep asking about him. He he has to uh, recuperate from his previous injury that he just copped. So um, ooh, what was that he, one? Once he's gone through rehab and all that sort of stuff, he might might be a bit better. But yeah, that that car kind of hit him pretty hard. So uh, ooh, and you've got also got a mad German scientist now. The sickhead brain management system. Combined specialized brainwave dampening technology with radio signals from drive time radio programs to create docile and obedient cyclists. Yeah, yes, he, yeah, well, he's, he's the head designer at, at uh, Schitt's Inc. Yes. And yeah, he came, I think he came up with the uh, Blinky Dink gloves as well. He's a very, very talented scientist and he's mad keen on coming up with brilliant inventions for, uh, for cyclists. So you might see more of him. Yeah, I thought the Blinky Dink um, glove too is another world beater if it gets to you know production. You know, it's um, you got really got something here because you, you probably remember there was stuff in the seventies, eighties, nineties of all you know things like 
bike radios and sirens and oh, automatic yeah, yeah. locking things that made little pipping noises if someone tried to jimmy the lock. There's a whole bunch of really weird technologies coming with cycling. Well, yeah, people keep keep coming up with ideas. I've seen a host of them just in the last six months, I think, like, like spray-on glowing paint and all, all sorts of things. But, yeah, I don't know. Which ones get picked up? I don't know. Have you noticed how busy the average motorist is these days? There's the kids, the coffee, the radio, air conditioning, the navigation system and, of course, the mobile phone. With so much going on inside, how can you expect them to know what's going on outside? Well, now you can have... Want to support Tricia's diverse and independent voices? Donate to Tricia's annual Radiothon. We still need your support and it's not too late to donate. Donate now by calling 94198377 or donate online at tricia.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And you're listening to Yarrabosky News Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and digital. Thank you to uh, Tim for the interview. We're going to go into the second part of the interview in a moment. Just in the first part of the interview, there was a bit of language, so I do apologise for that. And uh, there will be, I believe, there's no further examples of language other than the English language in the next part of the interview. Okay, we'll just go into that now. Yeah, there's been some really weird stuff. And, and I think your your videos actually pull out a lot of this inadvertent humour, how people actually see cycling as some type of exotic alien other. And actually, it's not. It's just something that you do and people and people who are outside it put these funny perceptions onto it. Well, exactly. And like I said, it's just... A lot of it is just... All of the ideas I come up with while I'm on my bike, even the like climbing on Hay Street is just about looking at something and, and making it a challenge for yourself. You know, I, I, I was never into competitive racing or anything like that, but as a kid, you know, I'd see a hill and I'd think, I'm going to climb that and, and sort of take it on and try and just try and conquer it. I remember seeing O'Hay Street just from someone's backyard on a, at a barbecue one day and I just thought, that looks incredibly hard. And then I just decided, well, I'll make a video out of it at the same time and then just ham it up a bit. So it, it is all just based on your general day-to-day bike riding. Yeah, because stuff like that, you know, that's kind of come into its own because now you've got, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, you've got Everesting coming as a bit of a, exactly, bit of a fashionable yeah. thing. Yeah. And, so. you know, kind of, was it was it River Street out at Yarra or Yarra Street? Near, oh, I can't remember the one. Somewhere out near Kew, you got this incredibly steep street and people mm-hmm. like doing bog laps of it. But a Hay Street's a cracker because I used to live in Coburg and I can remember yeah. looking at it going, whoa. <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a terrifying hill to climb um, it's not very long as, as a lot of the, the, the big crazy climbers around town will, will tell you but it is there's that bit in the middle of it that with, it is really really steep in fact it's actually harder to go down oh up. yeah you have to put your because, weight back wouldn't you? If, you if you're on a road bike you're leaning so far forward if, if you put mm. on, you feel like if you put on your brakes too hard you'll just topple over in fact i haven't ridden down it on a road bike i'd be too scared to there's just no way so. You could you could do it on a downhill mountain bike, you know, because they've got nicely yeah, weighted, yeah, you know. Yeah, but you've got to sit right back, right back, as far as you can possibly go. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, your bike will be on top of you. Makes it interesting. 
So what am I going to climb? The steepest road in Melbourne and it's three sisters. I call them the Gaffney Four. Four parallel suburban streets that climb out of the same valley. The first is Gaffney Street, a street that is famous for its steep hill. The funny thing is, it's the easiest. According to the accurate inclinometer app on my iPhone, this hill has a gradient of 16%, but the next three become progressively steeper. Bolingbroke Street has a gradient of 20%. Party Street with a gut-busting gradient of 25%. And finally, O'Hay Street, mother of all hills, coming in at a massive 30%. 30%? Time to climb. Oh, and I'm wearing my heart rate monitor. At my age, if my heart rate goes over 171 beats per minute, I could die. Yeah, because that was an incredibly popular video you made about that. And you, what, you, you, you're looking towards any other kind of shining a light on a popular misconception about cycling, or are you just going to let it just flow? I just, I'm never really sure what my next video is going to be. I've got, like, I've always got a few ideas. A lot of it does come down to what's the quickest and easiest one to put together, because they are very time-consuming. On the flip side to that was the, the one that I did about uh, the crossing, which was literally took me 15 minutes to film and turned out to be a very simple and easy idea but it, it seemed to speak to a lot of people as well just from it from its simplicity and its and its quietness i suppose was what what people really took out of that one yeah because we popped it up on the front page of the Arrowbug um website we've just been sitting there for months because it just gives people a bit of a view of what it's like to cycle in the inner city and the absolute you know quietness of when the traffic's not there exactly it's great yeah, I, it, it, it's not all dealing with traffic yeah. there's a, there, you know driving down driving cycling down canning street is is a real pleasure you know there's virtually no traffic on it and we've got the road to ourselves and it's a, a great joy riding down there you know if I, I've, I changed my commute simply so i could ride down that street because it's just so much more peaceful than a lot of the other options so uh, there are routes like that tucked away and hidden away all around town you've just got to explore and, and, and find them yeah i'm always trying to find alternatives to ruckers hill um, which is not a bad hill itself, but you kind of like you get to a certain point of the day, you're going, nah. And yeah. I think I found about seven or eight um, yeah. alternatives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always an alternative. You know, like a friend of mine is always telling me, he's always tweaking his ride. I think you've got to. And then, you know, you've got time to explore on a bike usually too. You know, yeah. you're not always, you're not, with cars you're always stuck in traffic, but on a bike you can think, oh, maybe I'll just try tucking down that little side street or something and see where that takes me and and lo and behold you often find these you know another way of getting somewhere that you could never have imagined so yeah because I, I don't drive my partner does steve does and he says he's always kind of getting himself into trouble in the car because he thinks he can ride the way he drives and it's yeah. like no you can't do that I, i've found that a lot lately <laughs> yeah. i think you know I'll, I'll i'll go into a part of town that i've only ridden through and then i'll try and take the same shortcuts only to realize that was quite a big mistake uh yeah it can take you far longer in the old car yeah so, so if people want to find out more about the bicycle channel how can they go about it uh well it's on youtube and you just type in the bicycle channel and it'll pop up or I've also got a facebook page so uh you can, you can get on there as well i used yeah. to have a a uh a website but i've, I've since closed that down it was, that was just far too much work yeah you're, be, you're better off guy. kind of having the social media outlets yeah, and you, you've got yeah. all the original files of something happens. You can up, re-upload them. It's, uh, 
So, yeah, all the videos are there. Yeah, it's easy as that. Yeah, so we look forward to the further adventures of Murray Slaw, the fizzy fat cordial or Coke and all the little... little yeah, because you make all these amazing little commercials that go within the actual piece itself. So, yeah. This program is proudly brought to you by Fizzy That Cola. Fizzy That, it'll make you fat. Well, yeah, you know, everyone else has sponsors, so, you know, uh, the Bicycle Channel now has Fizzy Vet uh, uh, as a, you know, everyone, every, I think every business needs a, a, a soft drink company to kind of uh, keep them going, don't they? So, yep. um, yeah, we've got Fizzy Vet who are happy to come on board. Yeah, with their with their generous sponsorship. Yeah, I, I look forward to more of the, like, maintenance videos as well because, um Again, it's it's you just sort there's all this demystifying that's got to go on for something that's such an inherently simple thing of riding a bike, and exactly. that's, that's what's so fun about watching your videos because because yeah. it's all this kind of knowing humour in it as well and very Australian and Melbourne sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, like I said, I'm not sure what's going to come up next, but we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tim. It's been great. All right. Well, thanks very much, Chris. Okay. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. So the lesson is. An ad hoc approach to cycling infrastructure will keep people off their bikes and in their cars. And a road free of bicycles is a road free of problems. This is the move. This is a movement of miraculous activist activity. Imagine this activist Fifth Annual Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair will bring together an exciting range of independent booksellers, zinesters and activist groups. The book fair showcases more than 40 stalls and a program of workshops. Come along to celebrate books, pamphlets and zines, including radical fiction, the anarchist classics and cutting-edge radical writers from around the world. It's a great opportunity to be introduced to new ideas, to challenge your thinking and to network with like-minded folks. It's free, and we also provide free childcare. It's all happening at the Abbotsford Convent on Saturday, August 8th, from 10am till 6pm, and with an after-party in a squatted space late into the night. Find out more at www.amelbournebookfair.org or find us on Facebook. The Melbourne Anarchist Book Fair, because another world is possible. The Anarchist Book Fair is a 3CR supporter. And you're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR 855 AM and Digital. Just a quick bit of news and events. Um, we mentioned, or I mentioned earlier in the program, about a change.org petition, and this is to the city of Yarra to... It, They've proposed to extend the Mary, Mary Creek Shed Trail from Rushall Reserve from the train station where there's a bit of a, you would know, there's a dog leg on the Northcote side and it, to do the existing path to the end of Holden Street. Proposal we, we really want is one that hugs the railway embankment and doesn't impinge upon trees and doesn't impinge upon the users of the park. And tomorrow night there's going to be a general meeting at the city of Yarra and I believe it's going to get a little bit feisty and a little bit emotional but... To anyone who is a reserve user, I don't believe it's an either-or argument or a fight. I believe this could really help people who like using that park and love using that park. And also, it's a win-win situation for every path user because it's not a cyclist issue, actually. It's an accessibility issue. Uh, Rushall train station is one of the least used train stations on the um, inner urban train 
network if things are improved around that area for everyone because it's a dog leg, sometimes it's a cul-de-sac, and there's a lot of people who go into Russell Reserve and actually get lost in there because they don't realise it finishes. Anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. Up next, uh, we should have Dirt Radio. And really, don't forget, please make your um, donation to 3CR Radiothon and make your pledge to Yarrabug Radio so we can make our uh, pledge target and uh, next week uh, we should have Val and Faith back in the studio sorry about last week it's from winter loogies flying about so you should be able to listen to our podcast on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast and all presenters here are volunteers and this program rely on the station well, I should start that again and this program and this station rely upon the financial support of our listeners so um, I will see you in about a fortnight yeah thank you for today You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.